Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yara's a ridiculous town full of people. Well, I guess we're drinking two each, buddy. Do it, Doran! We'll watch. Oh, cheers. Thank you. My best friend, Red. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Huh? Huh? Oh, come on. You've nearly died a bunch of times. It's a pretty scary ratio when you think about it. Do you smell food, Jax? Hurry up. Do you have a bathroom, please? Make way. Can you help me for a minute? Oh, but it'll hurt like hell and... Oh, ow. Oh, ow. That's actually kind of painful. Ow. Oh, ow. Ow. Dice Shame. This is episode 82, Spur of the Moment. MVP this week is Levi Glenny, a new fan and friend who first found us through Malevolent, then joined the Patreon and Discord after finding us online. Now they're making their way through Dice Shame. Thanks for joining the fam, Levy. If you're looking for something new to add to your podcast queue this week, check out Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Each episode, they watch a different Walt Disney animated film, from The Secret of Nim to Robin Hood, and they suss it all out together. Season two's just launched, so now is a great time to dip your toes in. Check it out. Are we ready to do this? Let's do it. I've been doing a little bit of self-indulgent math. What? Something I know that Rob likes <laughs> to do sometimes. Oh, math. I was wondering why your teeth look so loose. <laughs> math. Math. Do the math. Never. Uh, every episode we record, averaged out over uh, the course of our campaign calendar, is about 70% of an in-game day. Wow. Nice. Isn't that interesting? That's how averages work. How did, yes. you, how did you figure that out? Math. Math. Oh, right. <laughs> I wouldn't understand. And... About forty-five uh, percent uh, uh, uh. of the days that you guys campaign together, there is at least one combat. Oh, that's a lot. I guess about every day that Interesting. you are in game, that, that's too much combat. Well, I was gonna say, I don't know. If, is that a lot of combat or not a lot of? How combat? many of that percentage are people trying to kill just Jack? Ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's been life or death for a long time around here. It's, yeah. Towards Everybody Jack. hates Jack. Everyone else is on the sidelines like, oh, Jack, there's another person who wants to hurt you. I feel like for Jack, 45% of the, your days having combat is a lot of combat. But for mm. Doran, it's like not a lot. Like no. He's kind of enjoying he's the itching. relaxing yeah, yeah. I need more combat. Yeah. If Doran hasn't had combat for a while, he starts getting antsy for it. Picking fights That's with right. the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking at? <laughs> it definitely has that sense of like, oh, you're on a campaign and fighting a war kind of like vibe, right? That's right. Like but the war is just us. We are the war. But for D&D, like the majority of the days don't have combat. That's 55% right. of the days are just you guys hanging out and walking around. <laughs> We're useless on those days. Hey, it doesn't mean that the good days, even the days that don't have combat are still pretty heavy. <laughs> hey guys, I kind of feel like walking around and doing stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I just get anxious and want to walk around and do things. You guys feel like pacing? <laughs> There's heavy shit going on on the downtime days. We had to attend a wedding and we weren't fully dressed. Mm. Listen, to. we've got other pillars here. We've got to find the exploration one. Mm-hmm. And then yep. there's the another one. Role play. Role play, yeah. The intrigue pillar. Yes, the other role pillar. play pillar. The play play <laughs> pillar. I think we're doing a good job at balancing it. Well done, Joe. Yes, yes. Indeed. Thank you very much. I feel well, good. Well, you guys could be getting into combats every day if you really felt like it. That's you true. Doran be- could be getting into combat pretty much every moment he wanted to. What are you looking at? <laughs> Doran, that's a chicken. Don't fight it. He's, Doran's not a confrontational type. He's just he's I a said, I think we could make a case for Red doing the same. There have been a couple instances in bars where you've accidentally shot an arrow at somebody. I think the difference is Red, the, the, the ratio is how many of those people would Red kill. Because I, I think Red is stupid. I think he makes <laughs> mistakes and he gets into combat. But I feel like if it was an accidental arrow that hit somebody, he would either run away or, yeah, he'd fight. But rarely would try to kill the person. Yeah. Unless they wronged someone that he loved or cared about directly. Do you think he'd like be pretty relaxed about it? Like, don't worry, I'll just cast cure wounds on you. See? Look. I think that and I think that would aggravate them more because yeah. people tend to dislike that flippant nature of it. Like, oh, it's all right, it's not a big deal. Then they'd be like, What the hell, man? That's why Jack gets so angry at Red. Ooh, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> but I do think that Red would ultimately try to get out of it any way possible. Not just because he tries to be like diplomatic but because he's lazy and he's very much <laughs> like me in that way like ah, i don't want to fight there's too many rounds of combat kraloth kraloth doesn't like fighting but justin the player that's me oh hi loves combat <laughs> i i live oh. for combat i i do i always and i always live like for combat. end up being at the end of the initiative and i'm just like come on i'm ready come Let's on i want to do stuff and then it gets to my turn and i have no idea what to do yeah yeah justin <laughs> is one of those characters who has like an animation where you're sort of just waiting <laughs> yeah. like like street fighter yeah like street fighter or like in final fantasy where you're just like gently bouncing up and down yeah. waiting for your turn <laughs> to go then you miss the button press and He's you're like ah oh, man through yeah. a book for four minutes harlan the player is the same thing i love combat but i do think I think a different mode of Harlan comes out when combat starts because I very much switch immediately to tactical and I'm like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. how do I, how am I going to survive this? How am I like? And I think that shows red doesn't go down that much, but obviously he also hangs back. But that's because I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm going to pick a character that moves back, and that's part of me trying to be very tactical in combat. I love it. It's so much fun. Are we going to get in combat today? I wonder. Who knows? I have a feeling Depends. Yarder has some CD. Yeah, types. I think Doran's going to get in combat. Secrets. Like, there's got to be. Yeah, some yarder but sauce. But let's not forget about the reason that you guys came to Yarder. You're here to learn mysteries. The portal empties you out into a walled garden courtyard. 
and then vanishes abruptly. Stone benches line portions of the eight-foot-tall wall of ivy-covered stone. Bright berries stand out in sharp contrast all along its perimeter. Statues of frolicking dryads and satyrs peek out from between handsome shrubs and bushes, somehow still resplendent despite the chilly climate. A dilapidated building adjoins the planted gardens, a strange contrast to its beauty. Its roof is partly crooked where some of the timbers have surely gone rotten, and the door is peeling paint. It's sunset now, so, you know, the sky is colors of orange and mauve. Wow, that was a fun ride. Hey, look at these berries, and I walk up. Can I roll nature to see if they're edible? Yeah. That was a natural one. <laughs> you think they are edible. Beautiful. I think these are edible, and I take one and I eat it. Yeah, it tastes awful. <laughs> oh, it's it's edible, but it tastes awful. You should try one, Doran. And I take one off and I hand it to Doran. Um, Trust me. Doran just kind of pretends to put it in his mouth and throws it next to his mouth. <laughs> oh, very good. Red, roll a constitution saving throw. Sure. Doran could definitely just eat all of these berries, though, because he's got poison resistance, right? <laughs> 14. Yeah, I mean, you're not poisoned, but your stomach feels really bad and you get kind of sick. I'm feeling fine. <laughs> Why are you saying you're feeling fine? <laughs> because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I ran across this great idea the other day that, of course, dwarven cooking would be really, like, really spicy because all of the, <gasps> the things that are flavorful and interesting are kind of Poisonous. designed as, like, poisons to help plants be protect themselves and things. So the things dwarves could eat being poison resistant would be that much more really flavorful yeah. and really pungent spicy. and poisonous. And yeah. That's mm. true, actually. Red collects a bunch of these berries. <laughs> Just oh, like stubbornly. God. Yeah. Do you guys find that you're always hungry after going through portals? Well, yeah, tried some of these Krylons. They're perfectly <laughs> safe to eat. Oh. He's still trying to pawn off the boiler. Uh, are you okay, buddy? Can I do a medicine check on him? Yeah, go for it. All right. And we all die in the parking yard or the end of the story. <laughs> I got a 10 for medicine. Um, Red's not feeling good. I'm feeling fine. I don't think you should have eaten those berries, buddy. I only had one. I'll collect more. Guys, come on. Um, Red, they're purple and speckled with bright red dots. I really don't think they're uh, meant to be eaten. Well, I'll just keep these for late- later then, Red says, and like puts them in a bundle and puts them in the bag of holding. <laughs> and you guys will, will just miss out on the fun. Come on, buddy. Get it out of your system, buddy. Doing that really well. Do you have inspiration, Harlan? No. You get inspiration for Yay! that very believable, disgusting act. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Excellent. I think we established in the Shadow Top episode that Red is very insecure about his intelligence. I think when he made this gamble and proved he was wrong, he doesn't want to backtrack. <laughs> so you're like. So he's like, he's, he's digging deeper, you know? He's just digging his heels in. He's putting the bag away. He's like, well, I'll just enjoy them later. Come on, guys! And Red walks forward, but he's like, takes three steps and hunches, and then takes three steps and hunches forward. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson makes like a little chirping sound at you, Kraloff, after you mention the being hungry, Mm. and you watch their little whiskers wiggle at some smell that they're smelling that you don't smell yet. Oh. You smell something, Jackson? Kraloth is all of a sudden very serious. <laughs> Do you smell food, Jackson? Lead us to the food. Meow. Good, Tristan. Jackson hops down from your shoulder and 
this like a little cat. He's just little. Yeah. He just like pads forward towards this dilapidated house. This is a small courtyard that you guys are in. It's like a enclosed backyard. Basically. Oh, nice. Um, Sounds delightful. And this cat just like pads forward and sits down very uh, politely in front of this peeling door and then turns his great big yellow eyes at you and just goes meow mm. let's knock guys yeah there might be some food in here guys uh, and Kraloff knocks on the door also does anyone see an outhouse hello you wait a minute and then there's uh, some movement inside hello and you hear someone just a minute okay hurry up do you have a bathroom please <laughs> and uh, footsteps inside and then the door opens and you see this old cantankerous looking man he's got this like matted copper hair and gray eyes uh, but he's wearing nice clothing and he opens the door and it's like a well lit cottage type home uh, Mm. that he reveals in the open doorway behind him and indeed there's a smell of like cooking smell coming from the house and red just pushes forward and he's like at house Uh, oh um yeah, just through there. I'll be back. Unrelated. Unrelated. And, he, and Red runs off. <laughs> unrelated. Hi. <laughs> Colbaz. Hey, Colbaz. Uh, I'm Jack Page. This is uh, Kraloth. Hello. And Doran. And that's Hello. my friend Red. Nice to meet you. My best friend Red. Sorry for barging in. Uh, yes. We, we just arrived in town and, and we're uh, looking around and uh, we came upon this hut and my trusted friend here uh, smelled your cooking. What are you cooking up there, my friend? He kind of raises an eyebrow at you, Kraloth. You just arrived in town and... Uh... I wink at him with both eyes. <laughs> anyway, come in. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Red do this before, but I'm not sure exactly. Inside, inside. All come right, on. All right, all right, all right. Oh. He waves you guys in, closes the door behind him, and slides a lock into place. And just before the lock closes, Red, like, opens the door again right in the guy's face. He's like, oh, oh uh, sorry. I just had to... Uh, Check the perimeter. And he blinks at the guy and then shuts the door behind him. <laughs> He's so confused. <laughs> I only made enough dinner for me. I wasn't expecting anyone to come through. Oh, we got some of your... I had a bite from the berries in your backyard. All right. And um, we could share your food. No, 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 no. It's okay. <clears throat> I'm sure we could find some anywhere else we can in town. I, uh, Jack only eats galettes yeah. anyway. There's like one sausage like yeah. steaming in a we, pan. We, <laughs> we don't necessarily yeah. need to, to, to stay for dinner. We can just share it. Kraloth's <laughs> like, we can just share it. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of questions for a local though if you you don't mind helping out someone who travels in, in the particular way to arrive in your backyard. <sighs> Sit down. Oh, have you got any beer? No, I mean, just <laughs> oh. sit. So got literally like two bites into his sausage. What can I help you with? Uh, I'm going to snap my fingers and show that fancy gambling token thing. Do you know where this is from? Where He shakes his head at you. Right. What else? Tell us about Yada really quick. Obviously, we don't take up too much of your time. Oh, well, Yada's a ridiculous town full of people that, you know... Go about their own business it's loud at night, and mm. no shops are open during the day, and it's mm. unpleasant. And I'm stuck here by myself. As the man's talking, Doran mm. picks up his glass and smells it and takes a swig of whatever the man's drinking. Ex- do you mind? Doran. 
I'm sorry. Sorry. He's he a dwarf. picks up his glass and like takes it over to the wash basin and empties the water out and starts washing it because he doesn't want to drink from the glass that you just drank. All right, blood on my face. Are you always this rude? Um, yes. Now look, sorry, we we've just been discombobulated and 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 we're just turned around. We just wanted a brief introduction of mm-hmm. the city. You said it's a night city. There's markets open during night. It's very noisy. Should be opening just about now. It's sunset. I try to get some decent rest. It sounds like a good time. Well, we don't want to take up too much of your time. It seems like you're busy. We just wanted to say thank you for helping us. Mm-hmm. I suppose I'll be seeing you again. Yes. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. Sorry for drinking your drink. Um, yeah, it's always briefly. People come, people go. Mm. Anyway, off with you. You sound lonely. Yeah, it did. It was a lonely sounding comment. You see just a little glint in his eye, and he sort of turns back and pours himself another glass of water and sits down with his one sausage. You know, (laughs) we have stuff to do, but I don't mind leaving my friend Stephen here. Stephen! And I yell, and like (laughs) from the coat rack, Stephen just walks out (laughs) and uh, sits down next to him. Stephen, would you like to stay here with our new friend, uh, Cobat? Cobase? Cobas? Is this a fucking illusory goat or what? No, this is a spirit. He, he's a beast. He's real, though. You can pet him if you'd Interesting. like. Interesting. The old mage like walks over to your weird goat friend, and he's like, very curious. It's a comfort goat. And he pats him. Oh, he's warm. And Stephen looks up with those big, beautiful goat eyes. Stephen, would you like to stay here? What's the uh, range on that spell? You like fill this guy's heart. No, I it. love the idea that you're like, all right, Stephen, now and you keep him. <laughs> friendly animal, and then you leave the room and he disappears. He's gone. <laughs> Stephen will stay here anyway if you'd like him. I wouldn't mind an animal companion, yes, just for a time, maybe. I'll stretch the range of the spell. It'll be fine. Well, we'll, we'll be out of your hair. Stephen, you be very good and don't eat any shoes unless he offers. <laughs> Awesome. So you guys uh, head out through the front door into the darkening night. Yeah. The Deserin River drains water out of the high forest from the ice caps of the lost peaks and the dew collected from hundreds of miles of leaves and branches. It meets the river Serbin in the plains and canyons of the Deserin Valley, a river whose currents flow all the way from the crystal meltwater of the spine of the world and the bogs of the Evermoors. At the dovetail of these two rivers, the city of Yarder has grown up, once a barge town and now a prosperous city nearly too big for its gated walls. And just as the cantankerous mage Kolbaz warned you, the city is waking up. As the sun is setting on its canals and shorelines, strong lanterns that are hung between these tall buildings are lit in festive colors, and Kraloth, you are tempted by many smells of food vendors as they perfume the air with tempting odors. Mm-hmm. And also you begin to hear something that makes your heart a little bit lighter. Musicians are taking up residence here and there in doorways mm. and docksides, solo and in ensembles, and they are starting to strike up this really curious melody. Their art is so finely crafted such that as you move through the streets of this lively night city, you can tell that the nearby musicians are melding their creations into each other's music, such that as you move through the city, it's like a tapestry where 
the performers are changing the sounds of their music to kind of complement the other musicians nearby. But from the doorway of this house where the teleportation circle is down to the docks where you find yourselves now, it's an entirely different kind of music. Right. Like as you move, it shifts. Mm, that's brilliant. If, if Waterdeep was had kind of that New Orleans vibe, I wonder if this is like Nashville. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's very much focused on the arts. There are troops of interactive dance and theater performers, circus performers. Um, people are like all getting set up for a night of revelry. This is amazing, guys. Look at this. Party City, Doran. Look at that energy. Look at that guy over there. He's on fire. Oh, that's not supposed to be. Someone put that guy out. This is really great, though, and all the music and foods. What do you guys want to do? I-, I wouldn't mind doing some shopping. I'm thinking of maybe getting some of these art items appraised if anyone wants to tag along. Doran's, like, totally confused by this whole thing. Like, ever since this guy's house, I don't know why he's got it in his mind that it's just a free-for-all the city. So he's, like, picking up people's drinks as he's walking by. He's, cheers! And he's drinking it and handing his empty cup off to others. And then maybe he takes a fry or whatever is the equivalent of a French fry is. Oh, <laughs> Oh, cheers. Thank you. Just no manners whatsoever. No, none. The population here of Yarder seems to be unusually weighted towards women. It's like 75% of the people that you see present as female here. So the four of you wandering around all male presenting is kind of remarkable, slightly. Mm. And yeah, there's a night market. There are exotic animals being hawked stages where cell swords are showing their martial abilities. The next bear launching will be in five minutes. <laughs> we are hawking a bear. <laughs> there are people uh, crying outside, basically boasting about how good they are at tattoos and body modification. Mm. There's like smithing and crafting, people selling high fashion, precious minerals, and this huge night market is situated at the junction of this river and all surrounded by these four-story buildings that look down into the market, all strung high with these red and orange lanterns. Wow. Yeah, so Red heads off towards one of the big shops, and he's like, if anyone wants to come, come on! Red's going shopping. I feel like Doran is getting intrigued by the piercings and tattoos. <gasps> Doran wanders up to this uh, tattoo and piercing crier. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting something pierced. What would you say about piercing my nose or my ear or my penis? <laughs> no. He kind of looks at the the crier and and he's waiting for maybe a suggestion as someone walks by with a beer and Doran grabs it and takes a swig. This woman closes the distance between the two of you and she raises a hand to your face and she traces a a thumb down the scar that runs over your eye mm. that you got from that demon. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah, the I do. The Hamperat house. It's right down the center of my eye. Luckily, it didn't blind me. And she says to you. Uh, Look like you don't fucking mind a little bit of pain. Oh, oh, and Doran's bum blushes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking my language. Maybe you could pierce my scar. I could give you an eyebrow piercing, yeah. Yeah, in fact, take this scar and, and pinch it shut. That would look kind of cool right on my eyebrow there. All right. Because uh, like where his eyebrow is, is like he never got stitches. So it's just like this gaping gashy wound that's not quite healed mm-hmm. she's like uh come back in 15 minutes and i'll have my gear ready for you 
cool. Did they do it right on the street, you think? No, she's got like a little shop. It's it's pretty small. It's like some steps down into the basement of a four-story building. So mm. you have to go like downstairs and underneath. Cool. And it's a pretty small looking place, but magic. Mm. You don't have to be like ultra sanitary because you got a healer with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Cool. So, Red, you're going shopping. Do you take any of your friends with you? Or- uh, I mean, I'm definitely interested in finding a bookstore along the way just because that would be interesting for, for things to look at. So, yeah, if, if you're heading marketward, I think that's sort of the same direction Jack's probably heading. Perfect. Okay. I think that maybe I'll hang back with Doran then in that case. Cool. And uh, Kraloth got his arms full of, like, lamb shanks and kebabs <laughs> and beer steins. He's got four of them. He's like, oh. <laughs> well, I guess we're drinking two each, buddy. Bottoms up. I'm coming back from the tattoo, so, you know, it's perfect timing. She's, like, sharpening this this long needle. A piercing? Well, not yet, but do you want to come with me while I go get it? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, uh, over there, and I see it twinkle, and all of a sudden my eyes kind of go, oh. You're very nervous about it suddenly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll sit next to you. Are you, are you scared, Doran? It looks pretty painful. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I'll sit with you, and, and who knows? Maybe the others will come back around. Got Orc Splitter. I can't be scared. Yeah, Orc Splitter can't make him frightened. Right. <laughs> I feel like when we see Red and Jack, they're like in a shop. Jack is behind him looking through all these books, and Red has this like puppet theater on the <laughs> counter. And he's like, well, and I don't know, but when you do this, it wiggles. And uh, I don't know. Do you know anything about it? Is it is it worth anything? Yeah, you're, you're talking to this uh, short female dwarf. And she's like walking around you as you kind of demonstrate how this puppet theater works. Huh? Huh? And sitting next to it on the counter is also the jade flower and the golden flute, which she's already appraised. While this is happening, like, Jack was looking at books really interesting, but every time there's, like, red pauses and is missing a fact about it, or there's, like, no, but you can't lose the story of this puppet theater. It matters that the puppet theater survived Grudhog, and you got you got to throw in a few extra coins for that. That story's, you know, there's just that element of trying to... She runs her hand over the fine wood that's only slightly bespoiled by the rot and filth that Grudhog inflicted on it, <laughs> and then she sort of, like, hops underneath and takes a look at the bottom. Ah, I see it right here. A parent Caristi. This is a fine item. Is he some sort of woodworker or? Yes, a halfling. Wow. And and the jade flower, who is the one that you said did the jade flower again? Ah, uh, this this is certainly the work of uh, of Mary Karneski. Uh, well, I want to keep them all, but maybe is there anything here that's cool? And he sort of looks behind to see if there's any like odd trinkets or magic items. Yeah, actually, she does have quite a few cool magic items here. This is like... Oh. She walks behind the counter and she opens up like a special iron chest. And she takes a look at her wares for a minute and she says, uh, I have some I have some potions, uh, I have a spell scroll. Eh. Wait, hold, hold, hold up. Folding boat. Hold on, no, no, hold up. That, what is the folding boat? And the one before it. Yeah, those two, but the folding boat. She takes a spell scroll out and she puts it down on the counter and she says, uh, very good spell, uh, magic missile. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, the folding boat, what is that? 
it's like a little wooden box. It's like a foot long, six inches wide. And it's, yeah, it's pretty handy in terms of sizing. She knocks her little fist on the top of it. Handy thing, this. I recently lost a boat. How did you lose a boat? Well, it was on this robe sea, and I threw it when this giant water bug tried to eat my friend Kraloth, and then the giant hash from All the right. north. Yes, I understand. Cool. She she comes outside. She like gestures for you to follow her out into the square, and she says, "Make way, make way." Excuse me, can you help me for a minute? Make way, and she's like, "Move out of the way." She's having a lot of trouble clearing. We got a boat to open. Big enough space. And she demonstrates how it works. So essentially, she uses a command word that you can set for yourself as you will, but she uses the word command. (laughs) (laughs) Very, Um, very creative. It unfolds out into a boat that's ten feet long. <gasps> There's like a bunch um, of boats in the in this. In this they all open. Damn! I didn't reset <laughs> it from like the factory password. <laughs> One, two, three, four. And then she says the second command word, which is second command, <laughs> and it unfolds to be twenty-four feet long. So it can Whoa. house four people and then fifteen people comfortably. And Red doing his absolute best to play it cool he's like yeah it's pretty cool how much do you want for it i guess six thousand i mean i could do maybe i don't know 24 feet you know it's pretty uh, what would you say to three thousand roll persuasion check you're using you're gambling our money i'm not gonna do it until i mean i'll well no i'd probably yeah spend our money Dirty 20. Dirty 20? 4,500. How about this? 3,000 plus the three items of art I got on your desk back there. Mm. The golden pipes, the jade flower, and the wooden puppet theater. Third command. And the boat folds up into a little box. And then she carries it back inside and takes another look around at the items that you have on her showroom floor. They're fine work. 3,750. All right, put it on hold. Hold these items. I got to talk to my friends. Come on, Jack. And I run to where I last saw Kraloth and Doran. (laughs) Okay, so you run back to like the eastern part of the square. And as you get to this like kind of dingy basement tattoo parlor... (laughs) Kraloth and Doran are just coming out and Doran's got like a little rivulet of blood coming down from his eye but you see he's sporting this new piece of jewelry what kind of jewelry are you wearing in your new eyebrow ring Doran? Well I think it's not just one piercing it's a few Ooh. so she's put in staples into this scar coming down and then a big ring around my eyebrow. That's fucking awesome that's so metal. Yes Mm -hmm. and they're not medical staples they're like to look cool. And that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. What? What? Why did you get that? Well, I was thinking of why not put a little bit of fanciness on my body, right? I mean, it's not like I wanted to get a tattoo. I mean, if I got a tattoo, then you might want to get a tattoo. Then Kraloth would want to get a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo with you. But would Jack want to get a tattoo? Jack, would you get a tattoo with us? What do you want to get a tattoo of? I don't know, but I would be open to whatever. That sounds great. Oh, but wait, hold on. First, first things first. I got us a really good deal on a folding boat. What do you guys say? Oh, I, I, a boat. 
Kraloth, what do you say? Uh, and it just, you can just fold it up and carry it wherever you want. Yeah. That sounds amazing. We could go a lot of places with the boat. Mm. Jack, can we please, 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 please? Yeah, I'm all for it. I'd- awesome. You guys think about tattoo designs. I'll be right back. And Red runs off. So Red, you run back to the shop. The shopkeeper is like standing there still looking at the items that you left her with. Like I'll take it. I slap down the gold. Oh, all right. All 3,700 of it. <laughs> so you just press this button on the bottom when you want to change the command words and then you speak them one, two, three in sequence and there you go. Thank you. And I take the boat and I walk to a corner and I press it and I go, Stephen Boat, Stephen Boat 2, Stephen Boat 3. And then I let go and put it in the bag of holding and head back to the very others. Very good, very good. Oh my God. What do you say, guys? And I turn to Jack and Kraloth. Come on, get tattoos with Doran and I. We'll all get matching tattoos. Well, hold on. Getting a tattoo is a serious matter. It's it's got to be something that has meaning. Yeah. And um, Dad, Kraloth pulls up his his sleeve and he shows the brand that he got when he was in Barovia with the Knights of the Eternal Order. And he says, "This was incredibly painful, and it was meant to symbolize the the pain and struggle that we were going to face together as a team in Barovia." I think if we get something, it's got to be symbolic and meaningful and shouldn't be taken lightly. That's just how I feel. Let's get a tattoo! <laughs> oh, well, Jack oh. just looks nervous about the whole thing. Like, he, he's, he's, you know, especially at the, this will be really painful. Like, he swallows real hard. Yeah. Like, oh, boy. Jack, it's going to be fine. And Red casts minor illusion on your skin of, like, a picture of Red's <laughs> face giving you a thumbs up. Like, right on your forearm. <laughs> See, look, it can be there. And then he like stretches his hands and it gets bigger across your skin and smaller. See, wouldn't that be so cool? And then you look down at the tattoo and it winks at you. He he's definitely like mm. loves the symbolic nature of all of this and like is in. It's just the element of like, oh, but it'll hurt like hell. And although I think the 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 fancy illusion work from Red is now very distracting because it it's yeah. an element of like, oh, but <laughs> he is getting better. I guess practice really does. I wonder how much like there's there's just a uh, entirely lost and like get distracted about yeah. the wrong detail. And I guess Doran's sort of like may, maybe catching a bit of the apprehension on your face. Doran kind of jovially punches you in the shoulder, Jack, and he says, "Oh come on, you've nearly died a bunch of times so far this past couple of months. It can't be that painful today." Take three d six force damage. Blood. How about this? Doran pulls out his uh, little leather-bound notebook, and he flips through pages, you know, and he's like, so I've been sketching, and um, what do you guys think about this? And he pulls out this picture, and he shows it to you all. Oh. (gasps) Oh, Doran, it's lovely. Doran, it's perfect. Jack, you're very tired right now, are you not? I'm imagining a little bit of some... Uh, Definitely a little punch drunk. (laughs) having Circles under your eyes. (laughs) Because you didn't sleep last night. You were, you, you know. Yes. When's the last time you slept? You were on the road to Everland. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, two so cities ago. Two cities yeah. ago is when you slept. It's that high-flying adventurer lifestyle. It comes in the water yeah. deep, doesn't sleep, you know. I have a feeling that this is kind of maybe almost bringing you back to some of your 
halcyon days of being an academic and being out on the road and, you know, having to like do some dig and then travel somewhere else and, and studying all night. And it's, it's a very different vibe, but like you've (laughs) definitely pulled all nighters before. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think it's the difference being they they had a lot less trauma in those days. Yes. Uh, but you know, he's, he's, he's down. Let's, let's get a tattoo. Doran, that's perfect. I, I would, always wondered what you were sketching. That's not a map. No. I figured it had to be something. I mean, I've got maps here and he, he flips back and forth and, and then what quickly is. flips back naked drawings. Uh, oh. lot <laughs> Naked goblin drawings. Oh, no, forget, forget that. Goblin smut. It's like flipping through someone's phone and like what? flipping too far. Oh, it's like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, I sketch a, I sketch a lot. You know, these are, these are art. This is art. Uh, of course. I, yeah. They're surprisingly tasteful, though. They're like Except for fucking. One. Well, one of them's nasty, but like most of them are kind of beautiful. Like what's it called? Um, Titanic. Oh, yeah, but she's like on a pile of dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> skulls. If these anatomical drawings, Dorian, are bang on. <laughs> Let's flip back to that tattoo, if you don't mind. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's representative of all of us. Oh yeah, no, no. The tattoo is great. I, I, uh, it feels right. Well, thanks. I'm, 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 I'm proud of it. You know, I, I think, I think the tattoo artist will have a better uh, kind of way to way to put it. But the idea's there. It's great. Let's get it. Let's do it. So the four of you descend into this tattoo parlor and there's a couple of tattoo artists who are busy right now in the shop inking up other patrons. There's like a heavily tattooed halfling woman who <laughs> is getting some work done on her lower, her left calf. Um, she's like reclining in a, a leather like armchair chatting with her tattoo artist who's a drow that's got these like resplendent silver tattoos all over her skin Cool. I picture there's also like an eight foot half orc mm. getting the final touches up of, of some gruesome murder <laughs> on their thigh. Oh, certainly. Like a documentation of everything that they've, all the nasty things they've ever done in their life, just like scrawled all over their skin. Oh. This place clearly has some talented artists at work based on what like the flash the fantasy flash that you see on the huh? walls yeah. <laughs> they're um, moving cool. and shit yeah some of them are illusory some of them are i picture that like rosie the riveter one but she's like stretching her arm up and like flexing you know it's like moving for some reason yeah. i don't know for some reason that one came to mind she's a goliath though oh yeah she's a goliath yeah. she's like winking that's so cool <sighs> Who wants to go first? There's there's a couple spots open, but there's only one artist right now who's not, you know, on their break or whatever. I guess Doran walks up and says, "Oh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first. Do it, Doran. We'll watch." Doran jumps up and he points to his shoulder and he opens his book and he says, "We're all gonna get this one." And he says that to the tattoo artist. Yeah, he looks at it for a minute. This tattoo artist just takes takes a good long look at it and he's like, "You sure?" Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're all part of a of a team here. It's your first uh, tattoo, buddy. Yeah, it's my first tattoo, but you know I've got this branding over here and this hurt. So I mean, you know. Oh, that's that's sick. 
Should be nothing. <laughs> all right, hold on. And he takes a, a dagger out of his pocket and he just scrapes all the hair off of your shoulder to give like a clean space for the ink to go down. Nice. And then he starts to work. Yeah. Jack flinches when the dagger comes out, not knowing what it's like. <laughs> doesn't know what's going to happen. Stop us. And then maybe the humorous part is Doran starts to like wince. Oh, ow. Oh, ow. That's actually kind of painful. Ow. Oh, uh, ow, ow, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Hold still. Hold still. And seeing the look on Jack's face, he stops immediately. How many beasts have you slain in the last month, Dorn? <laughs> you know, I did some math. I feel like in our time together, about 35% of the time we're in a life or death fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> it's it's a pretty scary ratio when you think about it. Uh, well. I can't stop thinking about it today. Are you almost done? Through the blood and ink, uh, Doran, it only takes like probably maximum of 10 minutes before your tattoo is all done. Mm-hmm. And the artist, you know, slathers a little bit of healing balm <laughs> on your shoulder. Some ointment. Mm, yeah. Oh, you know what? That wasn't so bad. At, at the end of the day, it, uh, huh. Okay. And Duran leaps down from the chair and proudly displays his new tattoo. Ooh. Doran, that's so cool. Yes. All right, I'm up. And Kraloth sits down, and uh, I think he takes the tattoo pretty well, winces a couple times. Yeah. but uh, No big deal. No. Where do you put yours? I'm going to put it on my um, shoulder. Yeah, I say my bicep. Yeah. Jack, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, Jack... Slithers up into the chair, a little bit hesitant, but like once he's there, he's mm-hmm. he's here for it. And <laughs> maybe uh, he like starts to turn around, and in a very Abbott Costello sort of way, uh, Kraloth and and Dorn are kind of like no 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 no, and like kind of yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he he rolls up his sleeve and and is is ready to get this tattoo on his shoulder, just like the others. All right, now you stay still. You got it, and he does. Like he's he Jack's nothing if not good at following directions. Like a real champ. Red, you're you're the last one up. <sighs> All right. Let's do this. And I lie down and like present my shoulder. Mm-hmm. You guys sure that you don't want like something fancier? Right? Well, ho- hold on. What do, you, what do you mean fancy? Well, I mean... Um, it's cool that you guys are all getting like this matching tattoo and stuff. That's awesome. I don't mean, I mean, don't mean to say that it's like not super cool or anything. We got like these like magic tattoos. I see that you guys have got all these like mad, like cool adventuring. (laughs) Hold on. What do you mean magic tattoos? Magic? Um, we'll just, I mean, hold on a second. He brings out like a laminated menu. What? (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to get a magic tattoo. (laughs) The classic laminated tattoo part. Yeah. And I look over the tattoos. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can choose from any of these as long as you guys have the gold for it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to get the masquerade tattoo. It's only 100 gold. Oh. It says it appears on your skin. As a bonus action, I can shape it to any color or pattern and move it to any area of my skin, including the entirety of my skin. So I can cover my skin with this tattoo. And then Mm. as an action, once a day, I can cast Disguise Self on myself. Which is awesome. So I get a free spell. Yeah, so I'll get that. Bring it on! Oh, wow. Jeez, I guess we should have asked about the options before we all sat down, eh, Jack? <laughs> yeah, just give me, 
and, and Jack's totally fascinated with the whole process of magical tattoos and how the ink becomes magical, what they're doing. He's, so he, he's sort of half carrying this conversation on. But Well, this is really cool, Jack. As you watch the tattoo artist like procures from nowhere this magical needle, pulls it out of a pocket dimension. And it's kind of mm. multicolored in the way that an oil slick is. It's like black, but pearlescent, like rainbow sheen on top of this mm. black steel and you watch this is a painful procedure uh, <laughs> red you watch as the tattoo artist inks in the symbol that you had given him into red's shaved skin yow and as he inks this design in, the needle itself actually disappears into Red's skin. Oh, crazy. Huh. <sighs> well, it had a lot, but only for a second. I hope that doesn't infect. Is that going to come out, like, when it's done? The tattoo artist, like, as he's rubbing ointment into your skin. So uh, if you ever just want to unattune to uh, the tattoo, it, I mean, just keep keep it this needle handy and uh, you should be able to reuse it whenever you want. That's amazing. And then red stands up and I feel like all of us do that starship troopers thing where we like flex <laughs> our biceps yeah. at the camera yeah. and show our individual tattoos. Adorable. <laughs> and it's this shield and inside the shield is an orb and inside the orb is an X that's made out of a, an ax and an arrow. Oh. Mm, one item to represent each of us. That's right. And I feel like the tattoo artist had enough foresight to slightly differentiate all four of your tattoos. Like, they're all done in kind of a slightly different style. Yeah. Like, one of them is kind of more angular and, and thick-lined. One of them is done with more gentle shadings. One of them is, like, cross-hatched, you know? Everyone's yeah. wearing the same symbol, but it's kind of tailor-fit to... Like, the tattoo artist observed the style of clothing that you're wearing and your manner of speech and kind of yeah just made each one slightly unique. That's really cool. What's this artist's name? The tattoo artist's name is Burke Hart. Burke, this is this is really stunning work, and I really love yeah. how you you put these little details on each of them. You seem like you're you're crazy observant, like you've got an eye on the pulse of this town. And so I got a weird question for you, maybe. Yeah, sure. What's up? Have you seen this kind of coin before? We're trying to figure out where the where it came from. Definitely an illusion of it in Jack's hand. That's that's sort of his his go to. Do you know where these come from? No, man. I've never seen those before. Do you know anyone who would know where, where these might come from? Um, Maybe somebody who's got a beat on the city. Make a persuasion roll. Can I roll it and Jack aid me, maybe? You can roll with advantage because of Jack's flattery. A natural one. Oh, and? No. And a 14. Nice. Yeah, there's a guy... Uh, Actually, he's got an appointment with me in about an hour. Uh, did you did you guys want to come back? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll I mean, just go grab a beer or something at, a, at a, one of these stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Don't fall in. Yeah. With, uh, any areas of this town that we need to avoid, by the way, before we uh, go get that beer? Um, He takes a look over his shoulder just to make sure that he's like accounted for all the patrons who are currently in the shop. <laughs> and then he's like... Uh, just just watch watch your pockets. Oh, good, good, good to know. Well, well, well. Thank you very much for that. Uh, uh, you kind of All right, boys. We got an hour. The Nightstone Four are gonna hit the town. <laughs> 
money down! Thanks again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Paran Karisti, Marie Karniski, Jessica Orrit, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. See you soon! Everybody hates Jack. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.